This is the Double Deuce Podcast. Welcome to Double Deuce. Yes. It's I'm Nelson. And I'm Will. And it's 22 minutes of podcast. We talk about shit. Yeah. Double Deuce. Yep. Whenever you're in Lawrence, Kansas, grab a drink at Frank's North Star Tavern, official bar of the Double Deuce Podcast. Double Deuce. We're here. Is that what you said before? Yeah, I think that's what I'm supposed to say. I think that's what we decided. Was it? We're, I thought you said it's us last time. Fuck! Can we do it again? I mean, go for it. Yeah. Double Deuce. It's us! There you go. Thank you. See, you're getting welcome. There. We're getting there. <laughs> Uh, we have a, uh, Matthew Herbert's with us yes. today, uh, Lawrence City Commissioner Matthew Herbert. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's an, what an opportunity. I'll, I'll tell you, you can tell already that this already. is a crack squad of mm-hmm. dedicated podcastry. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. We See, we have this thing with the intro where we were coming in and we were saying, hey, it's us, we're Double Deuce every time, but we also have another intro that we recorded, pre-recorded, and that says, hey, it's Double Deuce. So what you end up getting is about 20 seconds of us saying the name of of the show before you hear the so show. So really that keeps you from having to write actual material. You just do a 22-minute introduction. <laughs> that may be what happens, but that's what we've been running into. So I'm trying to streamline it, but uh, I'm hopefully... Well, by, by trying to streamline it, you're just adding in a, like a minute of fumbling about with the intro at the beginning of the show. It's little column A, little column uh-huh. B, six of one, half a dozen it's of the other. I mean, you'll tighten it up eventually, I'm Eventually, sure. yeah. Been, well, maybe we could edit some of it out. now, I think, no. with... Uh, <laughs> What number are we on? This is number 45. Oh, shit. And I want to say from about 42 or so, you've been trying to tighten up the, the intro. <laughs> but how many episodes have you had a city commissioner on? You are our first Lawrence City Commissioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very excited about yes. that. Now, we, we sort of said we wouldn't talk about city commission stuff, but then we might have lied. So you said you are open and willing. I'm always. On record. That's, that was nickname in high school. <laughs> Uh, that was on the signs too, wasn't it? Correct. Matthew, Matthew Herbert, Matthew Herbert open, open and willing. willing. <laughs> well, that's just good signage. That just makes for a good slogan. Um, no, well, but but first there were some exciting things. I had actually said I didn't really want you to talk uh, about uh, city commission, but so stuff so much. But really, the most important thing that's happening in your life is that you have one of those Samsung exploding washing machines. I do. Uh, we call it the Home Remodeler 2000. <laughs> right. Uh, simply, you put your clothes in, you walk away, and it bl- blows out a wall for you. It, it <laughs> enables you to, uh, you know, you hope it's not load bearing, and you hope your kid's not in the way, but. Neither neither thing was true, and so I think we're fine. All right. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, yours has... Wait, did you see it happen, or did you just hear it? Mine has not there? officially exploded yet. What oh, mine has okay. done is... See, it's very, it's very technological like this podcast, mm-hmm. and so instead of the old days where you had a dial, where you turned it and then it ran until the dial uh, dinged, this has codes and error codes, and it has different sounds, and two of the, two of the sounds are, are actually the intro to Journey songs, but when you get the second journey song, you know it's an error. And so ours has errored out several times yeah. and caused great marital strife. That seems needlessly complicated. It's it's horrible. What's the what's the plus of this computerized the system? The plus is uh, like job security work, for appliance repairmen. We're working correctly, what does not having dials do for you, the consumer? You is know, there's like, a lot of things I don't understand you get a lot about of fancier this. Fancier stuff with it. Well, actually, you? you get less stuff. This has no mm-hmm. agitator, huh. so it's an agitatorless washer. It's it, which <laughs> is really just code for it's an old tub. Yeah, that, that <laughs> they put a journey bell and whistle to. So just like blows up. An, an old robotic woman comes yes, and yes. rubs your clothes <laughs> against the washboard. <laughs> all, all, only she periodically explodes. Uh-huh. Right, right. 
Um, See, so yeah, ours has not, uh, as of yet, exploded, but in the process of talking to Samsung mm-hmm. to get our fourth repair in three years done on this, they, <laughs> right. they said very casually, and this wasn't, you know, if I had sold you something that was going to blow up and kill your family, I would be a little more urgent to get this information to you than putting it with a carrier pigeon. But this, <laughs> this man tells us on the phone, oh, by the way, your model has a propensity, I think is the word he used, to explode. And I, I, of course, you know, I speak in hyperbole a lot, so I assumed he was being very hyperbolic. And I asked him to clarify what that means. And, you know, he must have thought I was an idiot because he then proceeded to explain to me what an explosion is. Like explosion. So something Not blows just like up. A parameter is what we type mean. of explosion. And so, uh, you know, about a three second Google search later, I saw all of the, the images you could ever imagine of what an exploded washing machine looks like. And indeed, it is an exploded washing machine. Is it like what? How? Okay. Does it like blow out the back? The, the, top. the top. So, so this is a top-loading uh, machine, okay. and apparently, what happens is you overfill it, uh-huh. which you know is frightening to me because my version of doing laundry is whatever <laughs> is dirty. It Push it all <laughs> in. Yes. If, if there's not a plunger involved, you've got room. I feel like you know? I do that like th- throughout. I like try to keep it nice and uh, <laughs> loose, but then once I get to the top and I still got like five shirts left, I start pressing a right, little. Right, right. This does last the top. The, the bottom layer, pretty loose. Top layer, pretty tight. So, so apparently what happens when you put like bedding in it or things that are thick uh, material is that it begins to shake. And at some point, it shakes loose the blue wire, not the green wire, you know, and... and <laughs> Boom, there it goes. The lid blows north, and uh, the sidewalls go east and west, and you no longer have a washer. (coughs) Man. What's great is that the least dangerous part of this whole explosion is the 50 gallons of water that then dump out onto your house. Like, that's the least of your worries. It's really the explosive shrapnel that flies into walls or your children. Now, Matthew, what you're about to tell us next is that we're, of course, like, so we want you to turn this back in. We want you to send it back to us. We'll send somebody to get it. We're gonna we're gonna take care of this for you. Never have this problem again. We are so sorry. That that, that is not the Samsung That's not one. What no. happened? If you haven't noticed by their other exploding devices that they market, <laughs> this is actually their angle. This is their demographic. They're looking for explosion victims. Um, and so, no, uh, we asked about a, a refund, and there was a chuckle on the other end of the line, and then he that he had just laughed at someone uh, <laughs> while, while trying to service their product. <laughs> right. And he said no, uh, but he did clarify, and this is important to note, uh, out of fairness to the Samsung Corporation, that he said, should we discover a fix... We will happily notify you of it. <laughs> All right. So not like, hey, let me help you get this grenade out of your house. <laughs> but rather, at some point, we may figure out how to keep the grenade from detonating, and then we'll inform you. Not right. fix it for you. We'll just, you know, tell you how Which, to fix judging it. judging by the previous uh, interactions you've had with them, informing you means right. waiting for you to call and being Correct. like, oh, hey... We found that thing. Right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so they're not going to be proactive. And, and right that. before it explodes, there will be the third journey jingle, I'm sure. So we'll, we'll know. We'll know. So the other question I had, and I think this is the really important one that a lot of the listeners really want to know, is have, has it transcended the machine, these journey songs, and do you just get in a fight as soon as you hear a journey song anywhere with your wife? Well, to, to be fair, that was kind of my mentality before I owned the journey washer. It was right. just sort of, you know, it, you just went straight to fist fight right away okay. any time uh, lying beside you started playing. But um, I will tell you that the great marital strife that comes with this is that any time you have an exploding device in your house, of which there are probably numerous... Uh, but I have discovered that it's my fault that the thing may potentially blow up. Okay, and so yeah. I didn't manufacture it. 
Uh, but it is currently my fault that we're living with this dangerous hand grenade. And to be fair, a better husband would have gone out and with one that didn't explode. And I have not yet taken that step yet. So, well, that, that's where we're at. Uh, well, yeah, and, and that's, that's that's something to hang a hat on. I mean, you know, it, it, that's it's tough it, but fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there, now was this washer purchase your idea? Hmm. I, you know, probably not because yeah. uh, I am. Are you waiting or, for "Don't Stop Believing"? Right, right, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or even you know, was like the washer that model that you chose, and there was like a large guy in that one. No, no absolutely. And your wife was like this one, and you're like, no, this one. It plays Journey songs, and then she's like, fine, I, and then it turned into a bomb, and she's like, I told you. I'm pretty sure the the progression of how we got to actually buying a washer is that I'm a notorious appliance shopper on the side of the road, mm-hmm. you know, and we had probably <laughs> gone through three or four uh, washer, washing right. machines that mm-hmm. I had picked up in an alley off of 14th and Kentucky and brought home and said, look at this puppy, you know, and then we, <laughs> we, we plug it all in and, and mm-hmm. nothing works, and then I realized why it was probably in that alley. So I think we were on about our fourth incarnation of, of broken, non-working garbage disposal of washing machine when she finally said, hey, quit being a cheap ass and go buy something that works. Joke's on her, because none of the cheap crap I ever oh, bought blew up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It, it, it does make me wonder, though, you know, we're trying to reinvent, reinvent the wheel on terrorism here with these... Uh, all these pressure cooker bombs, and truly Samsung this whole time has been manufacturing a much larger explosive device. It's like the idea of almost like it's they're manufacturing weapons, and then like the way you get like a penicillin or something kind of fuck. I'm like, oh, this isn't. Uh, we made a washing machine that's by right. mistake. Well, that's cool, and they like start selling those washing machines, and they're like, oops, it's still kind of a weapon. Uh, <laughs> yep. Man, we cannot get this shit right. <laughs> Same explosives. That's where we're at. <laughs> Uh, so you're 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 on the city commission. Mm-hmm. I am. Now, Speaking of things that explode periodically without <laughs> oh boy, boy howdy! You're not you've not been on one of the boring ones, have no, you? No, no. Now uh, we've been we did some research and uh, yeah, and and uh, eventually uh, Mike Amix's term is is going to be up, and and somebody's going to have to wrestle and kill him to take the uh, beating heart and, and the mayorship. Um, I, I kind of wanted to know who who you uh, figure is in line for that battle. Um, they put you all in a cage, right? Correct. I think, uh, and and you know it. We all have our weaknesses, right. uh, you know. And and but Mike has been on the commission for thirty three years, so I don't know that anyone's exploited his weakness yet or found it. <laughs> right. And um, he'll probably be there another thirty three years. So I think it's somewhere in the folks he's saying. Even so, though right? he, I think if you could judo, right. like linguistically judo him. With sayings. Well, I figure it's it's sort of zombie apocalypse-ish. You right. know, like if you stab him in the chest, you're only going to make him angry. Mm. But ultimately, you have to remove the whole head from the body. But I don't know that yet. No, we uh, his mayorship will be up uh, on New Year's, right around January. And then uh, he'll stay on the commission, but it will go to Leslie Soden, who's currently the vice mayor. Right. And, uh, and she will take on leadership of the city of Lawrence. And... Uh, and- in a fist fight between Stuart Bowley and Lisa Larson, who would you put your money on? I mean, I, uh, I I would put my money on Lisa Larson if it was a fist fight between Lisa Larson and the other half of Lawrence, Kansas. You know, like I said, everybody yeah. everybody has their strength and their weakness, and right. and we turned to Lisa for security purposes, largely. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is there is, has anybody said anything to Stuart Bully about continually coming in and bloody pelts uh, with the bones of his enemies uh, strewn about uh, near his water glass? It's, and... it's safest just to talk. To okay, him. okay. I mean, I, I I I really wish you would say something, you know, more than that Conan speech about destroying your uh, enemies, uh, seeing your enemies lie before you. It seems to be his big kind of go-to talk. Uh, I mean, he's he's pretty muscular, but uh, he's in he's in great physical shape. You know, I saw him today uh, operate the jaws of life on a Mercury Villager. Oh, and, did he, uh, was he there too? Yeah, he was there. Lisa Larson was there. Uh, actually, all all five the, the 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 five of us were collectively there. Nice. So I don't know who was running the ship for the city. There was there was an absence of leadership at the top, so we probably actually saw production occur <laughs> in the community and economic growth. But no, we were all operating Jaws of Life or putting out fires or what have you. Now, do you guys... Um, how much uh, of, of the actual management of the city happens in the locker room after the meetings when you're all showering and sort of, you know, talking about stuff? I actually learned about three months into my commission... Uh, appointment that I was not supposed to shower with the other members of the commission, so that has ceased. Okay, but uh, why do you guys have one locker room? Though? Right. Uh, well, you know, it's it, I was just showing up at their homes. So they okay. have they have working. I, I think it's interesting. Room. You can now watch the live locker room feed. Uh, right, right. At about well, you know, ratings were down. Yeah, so. it's true. no, it's uh, that's. Oh, you know, I read the Lawrence Journal World comments too, uh, or as I call it, David Holroyd's blog. Um, he and Brett McCabe just talk to each just other. Talk to each other, yeah. But uh, and neither one likes me so it works out great but um it's you know i read the comments where the whole community is being run in the secret back room and and i think the thing that people don't realize and this is you know not a joke uh we literally do not talk to each other outside of meetings and, and i don't i don't mean that to sound negative but but we're not friends uh, we just aren't you know and, and by the very nature of the commission i think it's set up that way you know we're always in conflict with each other in some capacity and so you know Stuart Bowley and I shake hands when we get there, and I tell Mike Amix goodbye when we leave, and then I see them the next Tuesday. But but yeah. we don't have picnics at each other's homes, or I don't go to their kids' birthday parties. You know, we we don't have communication, especially in the. I feel like you're probably about as as transparent as the commission has ever been these days. It's a weird idea that there'd be secret goings on, which I feel like is kind of, from what I heard, more like what things were like in the '60s and '70s. And that could be, you know, between not as much even the city, but like Simons and some of the other developers and the the richer families in town, kind of running shit behind the scenes, right? Or at least trying to exert their influence behind the scenes. No, we have we operate under the Kansas Open Meetings Act, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's great for transparency and making sure that deals aren't being done at the Eagles Lodge. Governor Park. Brownback, uh, I just want you to listen. <laughs> uh, I know you're listening to this podcast. The Kansas Open Meetings Act is something you might want to look into. I think it would be very helpful for the way you run your government. Man, I know that you know... Just want to throw that out there. Just want to throw that out there. one of your 12 viewers. That would be, <laughs> yes. that would be real weird. I'm like, like of, every the, of, the, of our like, I hope they're not going to talk about my goddamn Toy Story plate again. <laughs> oh, they're always on about that. That would really disappoint me if he was listening. Cause it would be, you know, it's like, oh, man... Do I have to like him a little bit now? <laughs> <laughs> listening to the show? He's going to buy advertising. He's like yes. one of the, the small like the right. groups. No, but we, uh, this Kansas Open Meetings Act, it's designed for transparency and all that, but it's some very strict rules. At no point can a quorum of us be in the same room unless public notice has been given. And they, the, my very first meeting on the commission, Tony Wheeler, our city attorney, pulls us aside and gives us this rundown on, on, on how literal that interpretation is. So much so that the other day, 
this actually happened. I went to Hy-Vee to buy groceries. You know, I had to get out of the house because mm-hmm. I don't want to be there when the washer explodes. Uh-huh. And I walk in, and there's Leslie Soden at the meat counter, and there's Stuart Bowley in line. And it was like, oh, shit, I got to, you know, I, I, so I got to go home and, and, and not buy groceries? Are you kidding me? So, yeah, I had to, I had to like, go to Dylan's and that's its own disaster you know and, and, yeah, and well, it's just something else and <laughs> so it's you know it, it the Kansas Open Meetings Act while it has prevented uh, secret society meetings governing the town right. it also prevented me from buying deli meat which is perhaps <laughs> its greatest accomplishment oh man well, John, I, I, like I think it was seen... a little light journey playing on that uh, right. yeah yeah it's like, almost uh, seems like taking it to, to a slightly extreme point yeah, well, and if you look at the county commission, they're even worse because there's only three of them. So a quorum is two. Yeah, at no point can two of them hang out. And so when I say that, but like, what if, what, if, what, if you, what if you go into a Royals game? Yeah, and like, and you don't know that the other well, person is. I, I ask uh, again when I first got on the commission and had no idea How that we were going to be have to be <laughs> right. to become a quorum. Well, I ask about you know, can I have these people over to my house for like a Christmas? You know, yeah, yeah. and and the response I got from city staff was. Well, yes, as long as you invite the press. And I'm like, wait, I gotta have fucking Chad Lawhorn at my Christmas party, or, or else I can't have Mike Amix at it. You know, sure enough, you know, and and you know, there's no way my wife's letting Chad Lawhorn in the house. So <laughs> wait, wait, Chad Lawhorn. It sounds like time for Chad Lawhorn corner. So I think I actually Fair almost way. feel a little bad because there was so much. Uh, Shit about his casual misogyny uh, and his wife casual <laughs> going on um, uh, on like the Facebooks and stuff. That suddenly like he like stopped doing it, and, and I, I'm like, oh, did he? Is, was he somehow picking up on the fact that everybody was calling him out on it? Which I, I suppose I don't know why I'd feel bad about that. It's interesting though. I could see with or you would hope you would notice it and be like, wait, am I doing that at least? Because clearly he doesn't realize it. Or yeah. But, or, it's like, did he notice that and be like, is that something I do? And then, like, or did someone else within the company notice it and be like, hey, Chad. Well, no uh, one's left in the company. They fired everyone. Well, but that Chad Pollard is the man behind the curtain It's like him and the old crow that brings the AP. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But at the same time, it's more corporate now, I would assume, which at that point, especially anything that's going on is probably, like, he gets a memo, like, hey, 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 cool it with the... Hey, hey, (laughs) women are people too now, Chad. (laughs) It's like that's that's for the that's for the in the office talk, not the in the paper talk, Chad. <laughs> that's right. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, look up Chad Lawhorn's uh, Town Talk uh, for number one for our Pennsylvania best listeners. Media site, yeah, for our one Pennsylvania listener, we've got a listener possibly from more. I think I think numerically it has to be at least two. Okay, <laughs> enough downloads. It had to be like two or three. It's Amish remember. country action. Oh, then I like it. Yeah, there we go. I, and I was running down. I'm like, I know one person who lives there who is married and has kids. So maybe the whole family's listening. I don't know. Oh, I want to. Can I steer things in a slightly different direction? Yeah. Because we're running out of time. I wanted to give a shout out um, to another podcast. Okay. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Rob Schulte and the Pumpkin Spice podcast. I have not got to listen to that yet. I would. I would recommend Is it. it. It's from what fun. I was hearing or know, is he just kind of talking about Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Is that yeah, what's going it's on? him and another guy from uh-huh. the Austin Film Society and I can't remember the guy's name off uh-huh. the top of my head. They do like a 20 minute podcast just talking about uh, those movies and it's going to be kind of a seasonal that's going to pop up every year around October and they're going to focus on a different set of 
80s like horror it. films. Yeah, I need to. I've been meaning to download, especially knowing that they're they're short episodes. I'll definitely go and pick them up because uh, I'd gotten behind and I was tri- playing catch up for a little while. I was like, "Want well, to check these out?" But I don't know if I got the time. But if they're short, oh, I got the time. Yeah, no, they're they're short and it's it's uh it's some fun information. It's it's I do it's love me Rob Schulte, first guest ever. Rob Schulte was our, our first guest on Double Deuce, and uh, but also not a city commissioner. But he's not a city commissioner, <laughs> and I you know oh I feel like I feel like Matthew's getting pissed off because we're taking his time to talk about somebody else's shit. That's true. Alright, so <laughs> let's get back to you, sir. Yeah, it's about time. So, are I don't you, have much time left on this earth. Are you considering uh, a career in firefighting now that you've, you've worked the jaws of life, and how did that go? Oh, it went great. I gotta tell you. Uh, so, we, I participated in the Fire Ops 101, which is put on by the Lawrence Fire Department, trying to teach all of you non-firefighters how tough of a job they have, and I uh, discovered, you know, fire's incredibly hot, which... Probably could have known without that, but it is incredibly hot. hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know, one of the hottest things. One of the hottest things, in fact. <laughs> uh, also, very dangerous and uh-huh. hard to see in was the other part. It's so, a double-edged sword fire. We, we had to. It's one so of, useful to cook <laughs> and other things and heat, but at the same time, don't turn your back on. That's it. right. So I partnered up with uh, Rochelle Viverdi from okay. uh, the Journal World, and she uh, she was my partner in in crime. And we had to go into the spring building. Were you, were you like, it's Rochelle, I'm only two days away from well, retirement? Yeah, well, I told her, I, I said, you know, of course they would partner me with the Journal World person. And she goes, well, you are the always quotable Matt Herbert. And said, Damn it. You know, uh, I just got to learn to shut my mouth and quit coming on podcasts. But, uh, so we go in this burning building and we had to pull a guy out, which, by the way, was like a fire department recruit that made lay in a burning building. <laughs> like, that's the worst kind of hazing. Hey, go lay in this fire. While some untrained people right. come to get you. And if you've never met Rochelle, she's four foot one and weighs 16 pounds. And so we have to drag his probably 200 pound body out of a building that's actually on fire. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I got pulled with a 16 pounder? I'm not exactly strong. But, you know, I felt like I pulled my 50%. But we, there was a about halfway out of the building where I thought, you know, screw this. I don't know this guy. You know, he probably didn't vote for me. Leave him behind. You know? Let's get out of here. It's on fire. And with that, Time is done. It's, it's interesting to get those insights on how the political process right. and the political mind works. Uh, it has been amazing having you here, Matthew Herbert. Uh, we have learned so many things, haven't we? We have. We learned that fire is bad. <laughs> but oh, also good. Shit, we didn't get your marketing corner in. Can we have a quick uh, uh, Nelson marketing corner? Uh, um, maybe save it for next time. You know, I think fire... Fire. Put some fire in there. Put some fire in there. But responsibly. Okay. Because it's dangerous. But still, like, a lot of it. Because it's cool. But, like, you know, just, like, wet down the area outside the fire. Be Uh. responsible. Like, you know... other things that probably that you do with fire, I don't know. Stop dropping a roll. I'm not a fire doctor. And if you're <laughs> I'm in an the washing machine business, just get a bunch of fire compressed in your washing uh-huh. machine. That's right. And exactly. there you go. Well, some sucker will buy it. <laughs> we'll tie it all together. Thank you, Matthew Herbert. We've been Double Deuce. Double Deuce. Contact us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com is our email. Twitter at doubledeucepod. We are also on Facebook as Double Deuce Podcast. We're also on iTunes, so please uh, subscribe to us and also leave a review with some stars if you liked it. If not, uh, we've been uh, some other podcast.